Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. Welcome to another episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, the theatrical cut. I'm Sonia, and sitting opposite me with a face for radio is Terry. Hello. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. A bit nippy. Yeah. So it's a bit it's a bit chilly in the conservatory, but Terry is wearing shorts. It is quarter past eleven at night, and the temperature is low, plummeting. <laughs> plummeting so we've uh, rolled out the old portable heater which hasn't been turned on for about nine years the smell <laughs> of burning dust it's seven degrees apparently well how about that um so we're back last week we were talking about everyone's favorite murderous doll <laughs> the lovable scamp um and the child's play franchise because it is the month of october which is halloween month the best month of the year um, and we're talking about some of our favourite horror icons. Last week it was Chucky. This week we're going to talk about uh, the Friday the 13th franchise and Jason Voorhees. Yeah. He's a strange one, really, because... I mean, obviously we'll go on to it, but he's not the killer in his first film. I'll tell you what I think is the strangest thing about Friday the 13th, um, is that until you watched them for the pod you hadn't actually watched the first couple of films yeah no, um, that is which i find unbelievable because i've got them all and have watched them all and i said to you well if i didn't watch them with you who did i watch them with and you were like well you didn't watch them with me now i have a tradition and i actually watch friday the 13th every friday the 13th so how we've gone this far in our friendship without us watching Friday the 13th together we've def- we've watched the reboot together I do not understand I feel like because I've got the reboot I mm. bought it when it came out I feel like we watched that together I've seen the first one a few times I've seen Jason X a few times I've seen Freddy vs Jason a lot obviously that was one mm. of my comfort films but I hadn't seen like 2 to 8 until Shocked. this podcast and I still haven't seen 4, 5, 6, 7 and 8 well um, that's fine because we won't be talking about four, no. five, six, seven. I will or eight. be watching them, but um, yeah, I haven't seen them as of yet. So okay, so last week we we talked about Chucky, and I asked Terry why um, why are people so fascinated with him? Why are people scared by dolls? Why do we have so many Friday the Thirteenth films? What is what is it about Jason? do you think that keeps people coming back for more? Well, the reason we have a lot of them is because they're cheap to make and they make a lot of money. Mm. Um, With Jason, as I say, it's odd because in the first film, it's not him, it's someone else, and he becomes the killer from two onwards. Yeah, hashtag spoiler alerts, we will be. Oh, yeah. We will be revealing the killer. (laughs) And he doesn't have his, like, if you think Jason, you think hockey mask. Mm. He doesn't wear a hockey mask until the third film. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird but I feel like with him it's a similar thing to Michael Myers because they don't speak they're silent they're plodding and it's that sort of they're going to get you 
you're fucked no matter what. Silent but deadly. Yeah, exactly. I think we talked about it before when I've talked about zombies and how I prefer stumbling zombies to sprinting zombies because there's just an inevitability about the stumbler or in this case, the person, he's just literally, he's walking at you, he's not going to run, but he will get you and he will kill you. I mean, he he's very much an evolving one as well because I say... It's almost like he didn't become the Jason that we think about until later on in his franchise. Because in the first film, it's not here. In the second film, he's using all sorts of things to kill people. Whereas in your mind, you think of him machete. Mm -hmm. And that's all you think of. But in actual fact, in the ones that I watch, he uses a harpoon gun. He uses a knife. He uses a spear. He uses a bow and arrow. So he's much more sort of multifaceted with his murdering but I think it is just the slow steady it's kind of weird though because he's a tough one weird one to be scared of because he only kills people at Camp Crystal Lake so as long as you don't go there you're fine as far as Jason's concerned it's only if you go to his turf that he's not like he's not like a travelling serial killer isn't he? no I don't think so in the ones I've seen anyway Um, I asked you this question last episode as well uh, is he immortal? Yes. He very much... Well, it's... In the ones I've seen, obviously, it's given away that he is... I don't think, again, that he started off as immortal. Although, cause obviously, the first film, again, spoilers, ends with him attacking the girl from the lake as a child. Because there's a big thing, reading up on it, but people were, like, really confused because basically the whole plot of the first film is the fact that he died as a child and then he's not dead and he's alive. Watching it for myself, I just assumed that... So, let's just get it out of the way. His mum is the murderer in the first film, Pamela Voorhees, who you heard quote there. Him seeing her die at the end of the film was what brought him almost back from the dead, if that makes sense. And he's now on like a vengeance mission for his mum. So I always watch it as... Is he on a mission from God? Yes. Uh, It's dark and he's wearing sunglasses. Um, I I know that quote now because I've seen the Blues Brothers. So yeah, for me it was always he was always supernaturally because that's what brought him back whereas some people seem to think that he just he'd never been dead so it sort of confused the first film because why would she be avenging his death if he wasn't actually dead but obviously Mm. when you get into number nine jason goes to hell it's very much said that he is immortal he's like he can transfer his spirit onto other bodies so that he can get a new body and stuff like that so yeah he is very much an immortal murderer cool right Let's talk about Friday the 13th, part one. Um, as Terry uh, said, it's set on uh, set at Camp Crystal Lake. Um, now, this is a very um, American thing. I don't think we have uh, the same thing over here where we have these, like, camps with counsellors. Not to the... Because they have, like, summer for about six months or something, don't they? And the parents can't cope, so they shuffle them off to a camp for, like, two months. We don't have that over here, really. It's um, like our version of like brownies or scouts, I guess. Yeah, which you go to for like for an hour or once yeah. a week. But so they have these uh, summer camps. Um, so the first film is starts with the the new counsellors going um, to the camp. Get you know to get settled, um, and they are terrorized they are picked off um by this by this killer who seems to have issues with young people having sex yeah um 
and I, you know, the the posters and the uh, promotional material and everything that you've been um, sort of told to believe about Friday the 13th leads you to believe that Jason is the killer. But as we've discussed, um, Jason barely makes an appearance in this film. Um, he is not the killer. His mum's the killer. Yeah. Taking um, vengeance on the people. Yeah. Well, not the actual people. Um, so, as Terry said earlier, her son was at a camp. Um, he was supposed to be being watched by um, these counsellors who were too busy having sex, and uh, Jason drowned. And she's there, you know, getting her revenge. Because I think she? the very start of the film is two people being murdered at the camp and they are the people that should have been watching Jason and then we cut like five years later the mm. camp's been closed ever since and this is the first time they're reopening it because in that quote at the beginning she says like they should never have reopened the camp yeah um, so yeah you've got like the, the first set of counsellors going back to work there once it's reopened um, I am um, I don't know this this feels this is like a horror classic for me I can't yeah. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've um, watched this. I, I hold it in a completely different regard to um, Child's Play, which I said last episode, I definitely consider it to be a horror. However, I do not find it creepy or scary. And there's no jumps in it for me. It's it's the more the fact that there's an evil character in it. Whereas Friday the 13th, this is classic like boogeyman territory. Yeah. Um there are genuine scares there are genuine jumps it's creepy you know it's lovely special dark. effects by tom Savini. yeah it's 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 just incredible i mean there for me there are genuine jumps in it and my favorite jump scene is is the one at the end in the lake yeah um you know where you've got a lone survivor in a in a boat that's just sort of like just floating on the lake and she's sort of like asleep, you know. And then, you know, Jason comes out of the water, doesn't he? And really, it's just, it's, it's as good as the uh, the end scene of Carrie. Yeah. You know, where the arm comes yeah. out of the ground. Um, and even though I've seen it so many times, I still find that's like a little jump scene for mm. me at the end. I think it's just, it's just quality. It's like classic. Are we, are we classing it as slasher? Yeah. Classic. Well, the guy that made it, Sean Cunningham, he literally saw how much money Halloween made Mm. off a small budget and his premise was, let's rip off Halloween and that's where Friday the 13th was born. I mean, I I wasn't sure, if I'm honest, which came first, but I've always considered the characters to be pretty much the same. Someone at work, the person who's like said they're going to stop following me, they thought Jason and Michael were the same person. Yeah, and I'm sure lots of people do. And I know that you're a massive Halloween fan, um, and I am as well. But I think I've always veered towards Friday the 13th a little bit more. I mm. feel like I've watched these films more, with the exception of the first Halloween film. I feel like I've watched these films more, um, yeah. certainly the first two, than any other Halloween film. I don't, I don't know why um, that I've sort of... I've plumped for, or plumped for Jason over Michael. I don't know. Maybe because it's an anagram of my name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you had to think about that, didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah, I was think the cogs were turning there. Mm. Um, 
so I can't I've believe got... we've gone five minutes talking about this film without mentioning that it's obviously got Kevin Bacon in it <coughs> first thing I'm next oh. it's oh. the next thing I'm about to mention is I've got Kevin Bacon written on here um, is it his first film I believe it was his first feature film yes oh. he gets a lovely uh, sorry Terry and I are drinking coffee as well D- apologies uh, if you can hear us swallowing it is cold in here um, he gets a nice uh, throat arrow cutting, through the back of the throat throat uh, death scene um, I've actually got here um, favourite I've actually um, done my favourite kills for the Friday yeah. films um, and his is one of my favourites because it's Kevin Bacon yeah um, but my absolute favourite death scene in the film is Jason's mum. Oh yeah, I just there's, there's something so deeply satisfying. What I absolutely love about the Friday films is that at the end of the films, Jason has always been thwarted by a girl. Yeah. Um, and and the whole of Friday the Thirteenth, the entire camp, with the exception of the one girl who thwarts the killer, um that entire um, camp of counsellors have been terrorised by a middle-aged lady in a, in a knitted jumper. Yep. Um, and there's just something so nan about her, and yet she's offed all these, like, young, fit kids. Yeah. And then she it. gets her head lopped off. She does get her head lopped off, but um, uh, very satisfying from both sides. I find yeah. it very satisfying that she's the one doing the killing um, and also very satisfying when she gets killed yeah I, I can't disagree with that what do you think of the remake slash reboot is it a remake or a reboot it's a reboot of the first three films isn't it because it gets him into the hockey mask because that mm. was always the problem with rebooting Jason because you had to have Jason being the killer mm. so that ruled out just doing the first one and you needed him in the hockey mask so that ruled out the second one because in the second one he's just wearing like a pillowcase over yeah. his head um, I don't hate it it is shit, but I sort of accept it for being shit and enjoy it. Um, it goes it definitely gets more into the supernatural because that shit that happens to him and he gets up and walks away from it mm. is a bit sort of like, come on now. But no, I enjoy it. It's it's decent. Yeah, I mean, I like it because it's got Sam from Supernatural in it. Yeah, there is that. Um, it's got a horrendous like sex scene in it though, isn't it? Like over the top. It goes on for ages. Yeah. Like in the middle, he's like off killing people, and it just keeps cutting back to this sex scene. And that's with the guy who is basically cheating on his girlfriend, isn't he? Mm. Um, he deserved to die. Um, yeah, last the last Friday the Thirteenth, my I took Friday the Thirteenth round a friend's house, and it wouldn't play on their DVD player for whatever reason. Um, and the Friday the Thirteenth remake was on Netflix, so we watched that instead. Yeah. That's the first time I've not watched. The original Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th didn't sit right with me at all. Um, I could barely sleep that night. Um, but I got through it. I soldiered on. Um, and maybe next Friday the 13th, I'll watch one of the sequels. Yeah. Probably won't. Although I think it's only one and two that are actually set on Friday the 13th. Yeah. So is it the third one where they said it follows straight on from the second one, which in theory would make it... Or is it the second one? Anyway, the second no, or the third one. No, there's a gap one. between the first and the second one. In that case, then, it's the third one, which apparently follows on from the second one. And they said, in which case, it wouldn't be Friday the 13th, it would be Saturday the 14th. But when they actually get to their destination, it's the Sunday. Yeah. So it's like, it's yeah. so happening on Sunday the they 15th. They sort of p- push themselves into a corner calling it Friday the 13th. Mm. 
Um, I'm not going to lie and sort of moving across. I can't tell the films apart. Where we're talking about with Child's Play, like there's a clear this is that, that because they're all set on a camp in a on a lake in a forest. I'm having only watched all three of them. I can't remember what happens in what film. If that makes sense, hmm. I'm finding it hard to tell the part. Other than the fact of if he was in a mask or if he had his a, a blanket over his head. Okay, so moving on to the second one. Oh, yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. So the second one starts um, very, very similar. You've got the counsellors on the lake. It's uh, Well, it actually starts with the f- last five minutes of the first yeah, film. Yeah, so I've got this written at the, at the t- uh, for part two and part three, something which I f- fucking hate. Both of these films, so it's not the first five minutes, I timed it, it's just over six minutes. Yeah, the the six, third film, it's a long time. It's a six-minute recap, which is essentially the last six minutes yeah. of the first film. They play at the start of the second film. Because I watched two and three back-to-back, back, so it's like, I've literally just watched this. Um, I, I hate that. That is so, so lazy. It's like, if you are going to watch... Um, a sequel to a film and you can't be bothered to watch the one that comes before it you don't deserve that recap so don't fucking put it in um, it's probably a runtime thing though because they're all only about 90 yeah, minutes long and if you take short. that 6 minutes out it's like um, 80 minutes but yeah anyway I, I just think that's it's super lazy I don't like it um, but anyway it happens starts with a recap so it starts with a recap but then you've got a fresh set of counsellors going to a different camp on the same lake um, because as they're they're going there they 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 have to say three of them are making their way there and they have to stop off because there's a log in the road and they have to yeah. move it and I think the girl finds the sign for Camp Crystal Lake and one of the guys she's with calls it Camp Blood Yeah, she's like what's that and he's just like oh we're not going to talk about it so they go off um, and it's sort of like the the first day so all the counsellors are getting together and you've got the two lead counsellors that are supposed to show them what's what. So they're going to go, they're going to go through like the first aid course. They're going to teach them how to do like the archery and all the different activities that they're going to be doing with the kids. But essentially what happens is all the, all the new counsellors get together and they're essentially all paired off to have sex and one by one or more like two by two, mm. um, they're picked off. But this time they are picked off um, by Jason. So this is the first film where we really meet Jason. Um, he, as Terry said, he's not in his mask. He's wearing he, like a denim set of dungarees, isn't he? Yeah, and he's got like a sack over his head with uh, just one eye hole. Now, it was said it was like another character, but it reminded me of Trick or Treat. Uh, apparently it's based on I think it's a film called The Town That's Dreaded Sundown oh yeah 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 Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of but then apparently I read somewhere else that they one of the reasons they changed it was because it was too similar to The Elephant Man as well Mm. Um, but yeah so you know like Terry said the plot line to number two is almost identical to the plot line of the first one where you've got a group of counsellors that are being killed as they have sex um I I really like the first Friday the 13th and I really, really enjoy the second one. I really like the group of counsellors in the second yeah. one um, and I find them a little bit more memorable. I only really ever remember Kevin Bacon from the first one. Yeah. Um, I just like the counsellors more in the second one but having said that, I like I like them being picked off as well. 
Yeah. I like the inventive kills. You've got the girl who survived the first one. She is in it very briefly at the start of the second one. Yeah. Um, but she gets killed early on, doesn't she? Is that by Jason as well? I can't... I believe so. Because apparently she like got a stalker from the first mm. film, like the actress, and she like never acted again. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's just some bad shit that's uh, happened there. You know, she's just got stalked by a crazed fan. Not just. She got stalked by a crazed fan. Um, and so declined to take part in any of the others. But it starts off with, you know, you're thinking, okay, she survived, but she's kind of... It's a few weeks after, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and um, she's just sort of she just wants to be on her own. But yeah, she ends up being killed in her um, apartment. Um, yeah, and so you go. Well, let's go back to the camp, and you got um, you got Jason who appears in his mask. And towards the end of the film, they take. So when I first saw it, there's a scene towards the end of the film where they think they've killed Jason and they remove his mask, but we don't see him. They're, yeah. He's kind of like on the floor and they're just kind of like looking at him. And I liked the fact that they didn't show his face, but then later on... He, he jumps crashes, through a window. He crashes through the window without his mask on. Um, and I think if you're going to have a masked character, the character should stay masked. I think mm. it removes... He's so much creepier in a mask. As soon yeah. as you take that, you can give him the most. Although talking about horrific faces, tie a, tie a knot in your hanky. I like how you pointed to me yeah. at that. <laughs> tie, no, no, no. Tie a knot in your hanky because I've just thought of something horrific faces. Um, but yours did remind me. Um, he jumps through a window and he hasn't got his sack mask on, and he looks, I think, like sloth from yep, Goonies. Yeah, hundred percent. The wonky eye. Um, and. It's just, it's just not creepy. It's not no, scary. It, it looks shit. It does. Um, he just, it almost becomes a bit laughable. He needs to stay with the mask on because also, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be capable, but he's a bit of a simpleton. Yeah. And you kind of, when you see him, you just think, well, how's he capable of doing all these things? He does. How's it? How's he capable of like avoiding? any kind of capture or yeah. serious injury being an excellent marksman with a bow and arrow how's he avoiding all these things where he you know is clearly not sound of mind whereas if he kept himself covered you wouldn't necessarily get yeah. that um i yeah that was the that was the disappointing part for me the fact that you saw his face but other than that, I think the second one is a is a solid film. Oh yeah, I arrange it. My favourite is the couple having sex in bed where he just like harpoons them yep. straight through the middle. That's what I've got. So I've got best kills, the double spearing yeah. um in the bed. Now, here's a little bit of trivia which I found quite disturbing on this film. Um the first couple that we meet, who I think are the double mm. stabbers or stabbies, um there was a scene where, where you had like full frontal nudity of her character. Oh, and then they found out she was underage. Because she was fucking underage. And it's like, how's that? Oh, just like, oh, there's like yeah, film of that. Of that you know, not available, but there's film of that in existence. <laughs> Subscribe to Theatrical Cut Instagram. Um, we'll send you a copy. But yeah, how shit like that happens, I do not know. It was the 80s. Yeah. Um... 
so that was a little bit disturbing. The other um, death scene that I really enjoyed because it was so ridiculously over the top was one of the characters is in a wheelchair and he gets he gets the knife across his sort of like collarbone area, but then he happens to be at the top of the the biggest set of stairs I think I've ever seen in existence, <laughs> which of course then he goes, he crashes down the yeah. stairs, but there's almost like a little finale where the scene doesn't finish. It's just kind of like a, a still of him sort of like in midair in his wheelchair <laughs> crashing down the stairs, uh. um, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, and then we go on to the third film where... It's it starts with a recap. Yeah. <laughs> Yet again with the and again in the second film, the the lone survivor is a female. Yeah. Um sort of like the camp leader. Does if she you kill like. does she in commas kill Jason in the yeah, second one? So she Because she's like he chomps through his collarbone, doesn't she? Yeah, so she kind of stabs him, like not in the neck, like in the side of the neck, I'd say between the neck and the shoulder. Yeah. But with a big fuck off knife. Yeah. It's not like a little sort of stabby stabby with a Swiss army knife. It's almost like it machete. Because yeah. um, she pretends to be his mum, doesn't she? Yeah, to, like, so she, she finds her and the other uh, camp counsellor, uh, the guy, they find, I guess, like the hut or the shack where Jason's been living. He's basically got a shrine to his mum, yeah, hasn't he? He's got he? the he's got decapitated his, head. He's got his mum's shriveled head um, and the, the various dead bodies that he's killed and collected. But um, the girl, to kind of escape Jason, puts on his mum, his dead mother's jumper. And does an impression. Yeah, sort of does an impression of his mum, sort of tells him off and then tells him he's doing a good job just to sort of try and um, fool him. And it it works for a while, doesn't yeah, it? And then, then he sees he... the head and realises that it can't be his mum because there's his mum's head. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was quite good because I thought that's quite a grim thing for her to do would be to put on like a dead woman's sensible knitted jumper yeah. Um, but yeah she's the one who ends up again being like a lone survivor um, and and getting away but um, not being very what's the word we're looking for probably sound of mind after no. that very Bit much traumatised yeah yeah, so then we go on to the third film, which starts with a recap yet again. Um, and this one is a, is different in the sense that, yes, it's set on the lake. However, we're not dealing with a group of camp counsellors this time. It's a group of people that are staying, you know, just staying at the lake for a good time. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a group of friends that have gone out to the lake, haven't they? Yeah, They're staying in an, in an old party. cabin that that one of them I guess their parents own or whatever um, and this is the first time we see Jason with the mask isn't yeah, it he, he, this is one where he sort of leaves the lake a bit doesn't he because he, mm. he gets that mask from someone's shed because he's just like wandering about and mm. he puts that mask on because he's lost his sack that he yeah. had on and yeah he's got now he's got the hockey mask um, but yeah now this this one is interesting because um, I I didn't actually realise this until I was reading the trivia. However, when you watch the film, it is so obvious um, that it was a 3D film. Yeah. Um, My DVD's got a, a 3D and a normal version. Has it got glasses? I've, no. Um, yeah, because there's lots of stuff coming <coughs> at the screen. 
There's yeah. a bit where someone's holding a baseball bat right at the screen. Yeah, so when I've watched this film in the past and I've rewatched it, and but for whatever reason, I imagine when I've watched it in the past, because I watched it ages ago, I probably didn't have IMDb on my phone, so I wasn't mm. constantly looking up trivia for films. But I'm watching it and I'm thinking... So the first scene that makes me really aware that it's a 3D film was a guy who was hanging the washing up and the prop for the washing line. The way he just angles it to put it up, it's almost as if he's like poking the bottom of the prop at the at the screen. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's a 3D shot. Yeah. And then Possibly because 3D is a big thing now, so you're seeing it more yeah. for it to like recollect with you. Um, but I think when I've watched it before, I'm thinking there's loads of weird angles with like, um, weapons pointing at the screen yeah. and watching people juggling from above, you know, and, and <laughs> things like that. And you think, these are weird shots. Um, but it's because it was um, it was filmed for 3D and I quite like that little gimmick on it. Mm. Um, Old-fashioned shit 3D with the red and blue glasses. That's what I mean. Yeah, I desperately, I desperately want to watch it in 3D now. Um and um, I was reading as well that apparently because Jason kills with protruding weapons, that's why they thought it would work so well in 3D. Was because all of his weapons are like long and pointy. Yeah. Um, and I guess it, there are lots of long and pointy. Yeah. So there's a lot of javelins and spears and stuff. And forks. There? Yeah. Because they're in um, there's a barn as well, yeah. isn't there? So the group of kids. Um, that have gone camp, uh, you know, gone camping by the lake or staying in the cabin are terrorised by like a, a very small biker gang, aren't they? Yeah. Um, who turn up to steal their fuel as well. But um, they're just an additional three characters c- that can then be offed by yeah. Jason and are done so, I think, quite yeah. quite well. So you've got the, the people that are camping and you've got um, these three biker gang sorts as well um one of the nice little touches i thought was when you got um one of the girls they got a hammock haven't they there's a there's a hammock so you got a couple that um you know obviously have some tender moments on a hammock but after after one of the tender moments the girl's laying on the hammock and she's reading a fangoria magazine with a tom savini article and i just thought that was just really like awesome like product placement if you like um for that and I thought that was a really like nice little touch. Um of the three this one it, it doesn't hold up like the the first three child's play films that we talked about last yeah. week I think all three are solid and I really enjoy watching all three. Watching the third Friday the 13th was a chore. Yeah, and this I is probably it. where it's like almost just like oh, I just kill some kids, it'll work. It, it, it was for me, it was just all totally done for gimmick. It was all just mm. done for the purpose of like let's do a three D Friday the Thirteenth. Does film. have a one of my favourite kills of the three that I think it's this one, Harpoon to the Face. Yeah, Harpoon <laughs> to the Face is really good. I like the eye popping one as well because the yep. eyes kind of like pop out towards the yeah. screen. But it properly cuts to like a really shit dummy as you mm. squeeze in the head. Mm. Lovely stuff though. Lovely. Same with the harpoon one as well. As the yeah. harpoon shoots across the screen and gets her in the face. <laughs> it goes from being like perfect young beautiful girl to just being like a, but basically Chucky's head with a <laughs> with a spear in the eye. Um, I don't know if you noticed when you're watching it. It was the amount of wires you can see in this. Film. Oh yeah. Jesus! Like everything is attached to a wire. 
Yeah. Even the boat, you know, at the end. So this one ends in a very similar way. She sort of like the girl escapes and she's in a boat, like just floating on the river towards the end. And um, I think she's dreaming. Is she dreaming remember. or is it real when the when he comes out of the lake and it's always it's I think it's finish. it's like the first one because he comes out of the lake and then it cuts to them alive still and it's like did that really happen did it not yeah. really happen but it's almost like an exact copy of that where she's floating on the lake but adult Jason comes out of the water yeah. and gets her but she's <laughs> she's in the boat and there's such a massive bit of wire um like almost pulling the boat in the right direction. <laughs> And one of the other, like, obvious wire... I mean, there's so many obvious wire bits, but right towards the start, where you got the first two characters that you kind of meet, was, you know, I was saying about the guy putting the washing out? Yeah. Him, and he's very, like, downtrodden by his wife, and they, they run a store, don't they? And he's got these pet rabbits, and he goes to put his pet rabbit away, and there's the hutch, and he goes to the hutch, and all the rabbits have been killed, and there's a snake in the rabbit hutch. Oh, so yeah. clearly, like, held... It's like something from the Mighty Boosh, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like like um, Vince Noir with a pair of tights over his head. <laughs> yeah, this, this snake comes out like on a bit of wire. I mean, it's like, it's got a certain charm to it, but I can't watch it with the same, I don't want to say like level of seriousness because I don't really take the Friday the mm. 13th film serious, but I don't poo-poo them either. I, I don't think they're shit. But I can't watch it really in the same vein as the other two yeah because it just seems a hundred a hundred percent for gimmick for me but it is the first time we see him with his mask so yeah, it's, it's the first like, time you see jason yeah. as we think of him so it's like the first time seeing proper jason yeah um but with it getting worse so with like interesting fact with the friday 13th film so one to eight like the original run that were actually all called friday the 13th mm. They were made in nine years. That's insane, isn't it? 1980 was the first part, and then eight was in 89. So there's only, there's one, I think there's a two year gap between one of them. But otherwise, there was one a year for nine, for nine years. Mm. So that's where it becomes, I mean, I haven't seen the ones after this, but I imagine it becomes generic, the yeah. same, same shit, same shit, different people. And it's just mad to think that a franchise could churn that because even like Marvel's not really up to those levels but so I've got like the figures for these as well so I've sort of broken it down a bit so I won't go through all of them because there are as we said 12 Jason films so you've got 1 to 8 which is the Friday films then Jason Goes to Hell Jason X the reboot and then Freddy versus Jason uh, bottom of the pile is Jason X which only made 13 million against a budget of 11 million Christ <laughs> That's the one that sort of killed the franchise to mm. the reboot. Um, the first one cost five hundred and fifty. Sorry, just did it kill the franchise on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> or did it just kill the franchise because it was so terrible? It was just shit. Yeah. 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 No, he's not dead at the end. Of no, it. I thought it, you meant it. I thought you might have meant it killed the franchise to make way for a reboot. Oh no no no! It, it just killed it because they it was killed so it because it was shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, the original cost $550,000 to make and it made $38 million. Amazing. So to, with that, so one to eight, like the original batch that were made in nine years, cost a combined $19.6 million to make. Wow. And they made $205 million. It's fucking insane, it's isn't it? So you can see why they were churning them out because all of them... I say I think the most expensive one of the originals was three million dollars, and it made twenty. 
See, what I don't understand about this is... And I, I do think the first two are solid, and I think that Jason's um, a really good boogeyman character, and Jason's mum, actually. He's a very parodied one as well, Jason. But actually, what we've got is a collection of really shit films. And how have we got all these films, and how have we got such a horror icon from what is ultimately really only two good films. I think it's just because he's got that look. And the two good films which don't yeah. have the mask in. Yeah, you've got this look and it's just, say, no money to make them because literally the profit from the first film, half of that paid for all the other eight to be mm. made. So they, even if they'd made no money on the others, they still made 20 million profit. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was almost like almost independently made because it say it was this guy called Sean Cunningham who was like Halloween made money I can do that mm. and they just churned through so then if you include all of the films they've made 380 million against 82 million because the reboot cost like 19 million to make and Freddy vs Jason cost 30 million to make and didn't make that much money back but it's just crazy to think that you could churn out ten nine films or eight films in ten years and make 200 million. Mm. And it's just... Um, going back to um, a point you made right at the start of the episode, which I should have brought up at the time, but I think you were on a spiel. Ranting. Uh, no, 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 you weren't ranting. I think you were just on a roll. Um, there, You were saying about um, there's some confusion of some people have sort of said Jason was alive the whole time. or is it, yeah. oh, I think it's when I asked you if he was immortal yeah. or not. Some people thought he was alive the whole time and other people have sort of said, no, he's like a reincarnation or whatever. Apparently, people making the second film, including Tom Savini, found it quite confusing that Jason was alive in the second film. However, the whole plot of the first film was that he was dead, which was why his mother was killing all these people. However, if Jason was alive, as in not a reincarnation, if he was actually alive, yeah. why didn't he come forward and say, hey, mum, here I am? And how did he survive being and, a simpleton? And save all those people's lives. Mm. Like, why didn't he make himself, you know, present to his mum? Yeah. Because he clearly needed looking after. Um, but in in all honesty, that had never occurred to me. <laughs> I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go along with Jason's mum's going to kill everyone. Jason's going to appear out of the river at the out of the lake at the end, somehow surviving all this time underwater. I think if you didn't have that end bit with him jumping out of the water, it would be confusing to me. But for me, it was that was him coming back to life mm. to avenge his mother because mm. she killed his mum. Mm. But if you didn't have that, it would be a bit like, well, where's he been all this time? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, on, in all honesty, of all the characters that we've decided to talk about, I think he he's the one with like the weakest set of films. But I think we think of him because he's the one with the most. So yeah. It's like he's got 12 films. Yeah, although some of the later ones, I because po- I probably don't think of like Jason X, Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy vs. Jason. I don't... They don't pop into my head straight yeah. away. Maybe because I've got all the ones up... I've got them all in the sort of like same packaging. Yeah. And then the ones that aren't called Friday don't match. It's because so, they changed... Because um, yeah. that's why you never get a box set of all of them. Yeah. You'll get a box set of one to eight. Because I think it was Paramount made one to eight and then they sold the rights. And as part of it, they didn't sell Friday the 13th. So that's why you've got 
Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, yeah. and Jason X as opposed to Friday the 13th. But I think that's why I, I sometimes yeah. forget that there are so many. But the fact that a character has become so iconic and have so many films, I find quite confusing. And the fact that I've said to you that I've probably seen the first two Friday films more than the Halloween films. Mm. But actually, the Halloween films are probably more... They're, they're a better franchise yeah. than... than the, I don't know why I've watched the Friday films more, but they they're shit <laughs> you know i think a good part of it as well and this is possibly for michael as well it's like an easy costume yeah because it's just like have a machete put a mask on mm. it's not like oh, i've got to build this i've got to make this i've got to buy that it's quite simple and that sort of thing especially in the 80s when it was there mm. buy a mask and you can pretend to be jason for the next halloween so mm. and where they're churning them out and i think in today's market you probably wouldn't get to that many because there'd be a two or three year gap and people would lose interest. But mm. there's probably some cinemas where they hadn't even finished showing part two and part three's out. Yeah. And the same with part four. So it's like one cinema probably only ever showed Jason films for like the 1980s. Mm. And it's just keeping keeping that momentum up is probably part of it as well. Yeah. But it's just, I think, I say I haven't seen those middling Friday the 13th, but it's like, I imagine people just go into for oh, I'm going to see people get killed in funny ways. I'm going to see someone's eyeball pop out. I'm going to see someone get a harpoon to the face, and it was just mm. like I can imagine it being like date movie. And obviously in America, that you've got like the drive-ins and stuff like that. Yeah. I can imagine it being popular with like groups of people going to stuff like that. Yeah, and just also as well with people that like like me watching the Jigsaw film and kind of knowing that it was going to be shit, mm. but watching it because I I'm a fan of the franchise or a character. Yeah. And I guess if you are a fan of Jason, certainly from the first couple of movies, you might just keep going to these things. Yeah. It almost becomes sort of like a a habit, doesn't it? Or sort yeah. of like a, a completist thing. Um, and I think the other, and this is getting into like people's theories on things, that Jason did well in America is because he kills sluts and he kills promiscuous people. Mm. The people that survive, the this is where like the whole the virgin survives kind of thing comes in because pretty much everyone he kills it's even like Pamela in the first one they were making love when they should have been watching my son and they were punished for that mm. and it's punishing people that are having sex out of marriage mm. and like not being good people and I feel like that's part of why America it sort of chimed in with America I can't I don't ever remember hearing oh that kid killed loads of kids because he watched the Friday the 13th films Mm. he wasn't one that was like whereas Charles Play was I don't know if Michael Myers ever has been but other ones are and I feel like because he, it almost had a wholesome message yeah, maybe like abstain and yeah. you'll be okay so that's possibly part of it as well yeah I don't know so um, I I recommend the first couple of Friday films I, like Terry said he can't really tell them apart because they're essentially the same film Um I'm, I would say similar to the Child's Play films, I think the second one is on par with or the, I possibly prefer it slightly to I'd the first one. I'd say I prefer one. two purely because it is Jason. And I feel the first one's got a bit more of a sort of nuance and more of a more of a thriller type thing, mm. whereas the second one is just sort of balls to the wall, no, this is a serial killer. Mm. And I sort of enjoy that sort of reckless abandon of it. See, I enjoy the first one. In the, I oh, I enjoy the, fact, the first I one. Fact, I love the fact it's his mum. 
Yeah, that is a lovely twist. I, I just love the fact it's like an old lady doing it. It's amazing. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't recommend them necessarily over the child's play films that we talked about oh, last no. week. Because I would say watch any child's play film. What is this? I'd say like watch one, two, maybe three. The reboot I'd probably recommend to people. I do want to see the third one actually in 3D so I might be looking for a copy with a set of, mind you if I get a set of those shitty 3D glasses I can watch your one can't I yeah mm. it is a region 1 box set though uh, maybe I can't watch it then um, if you come around mine with two pairs of 3D glasses we can oh, make I'd it work I'd rather not I'd rather not do that um, I'll just have a look myself on Amazon so are we done with Friday the 13th I believe so yeah cool um, I'm glad we stuck to the first three because, frankly, if we tried to watch the whole franchise, I think I'd be. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I say I've watched the right other ones a lot, but mm. yeah, the thought of having to squeeze another five films in. Yeah, that wouldn't be the one. Uh, right. So, what are we on to now? Kex Files. Yeah. Um. So with Kex Files, we. I mean, I, don't, I actually don't know what Terry's Kex File is, but we did talk about maybe trying to find a film that was relevant to the icons that we were talking about so i went into kex um i looked under the seas because i was looking for a film with camp in the title oh, to yeah. see well i only found camp rock and i don't <laughs> think it's the same subject and then i um and i was with my mum bless her so i was saying to her like you look along you look under the seas for films with camp and then i had her looking under d's for doll um, anything doll in the title to see if I could get something that was like a child's play film and then my mum just got her phone out and just like googled like top 20 films about dolls um, <laughs> and I think like of the 20 I had 19 of them the only one I didn't have that we couldn't find in Keck so I went back to the seas and I found um, the first horror film because so actually I was in um, a different Kex to my usual one and I really struggled to find I, horror films I struggled in Hemel normally yeah. every other one you look at is a shit horror but I don't know if it was just because I was looking so you yeah. can't see it but I lit- I ended up buying like one of three that I found I could not find a horror film and I ended up buying a film um, which and I did look on because I thought straight away oh that's a, thr- that's a thriller but I looked it up on IMDB and it said horror serial killer thriller so mm. I went with it and it was in the C section um, and it's called Curse of the Zodiac. So it's about the Zodiac Killer, which I'm sure we've all... So we've all heard about this. I'm not going to talk about who the Zodiac Killer is. Um, well, I, I might give you a little well, bit. I don't think anyone we... knows who the Zodiac Killer is, are they? No, if you're going to unmask him on okay. this podcast. The story of the Zodiac Killer. I'll just read the blurb from the back of the box. Um, Curse of the Zodiac is inspired by the true story of the infamous serial killer who terrorised Northern California during the late 60s and early 70s. His use of cryptograms, brackets, ciphers, and coded messages baffled police and fueled a media frenzy that propelled the Zodiac Killer to America's number one most notorious unsolved case. Um, I have seen the film Zodiac. I think it's great. You know, I love the, the Fincher film. That's a grand. You know, film, I love uh, stuff about serial killers. Um, and I picked it up because I was looking in the seas for films with camping I couldn't find anything so I thought Curse of the Zodiac will have to have to do because frankly I was running out of time um, and I've I've popped it on my letterboxd I've given it a rating of no stars <laughs> um, it does look like a cheap shit film it's, it's a very cheap shit film and I tell you why I've given it a, a rating of no stars was because I got about 20 minutes in and had to turn it off it was so shit it's another um, uh, in the name of the king. 
no different to that um in the sense that it's so low budget um and i've got no issue i've seen some fantastic low budget films it's so badly filmed it looks like it's been filmed on someone's phone but so badly filmed and acted that i just could not i could not watch it um I'm just looking. 2008, is that when actual Zodiac came out? I'm thinking, is this maybe like, you know, some companies make a mm. shit film to go out with the other films so people buy this one by mistake? Is it maybe one of those uh, jobbies? Well, sometimes you get those. Sometimes you get those, but they're still... You know, it, it's just the quality of the filming is mm. so poor that it's... That it, for, for my mind, it is unwatchable because yeah. the quality is so shit and the acting is, like, cringingly bad. Um... So I'm I'm afraid to say it's the first Kex file that I didn't actually finish watching. Um, Did we discuss forfeits? Fifty uh, p that I'll uh, never ever see again. Um, I'm I'm really sorry, but <laughs> so though I had this film in my hand and another film in my hand, and the other film um, I think was called Dark Skies, um, which was more like a supernatural type. Oh, I that's decent. That. Um, and I said to mum, I really fancy the sounds of that. And she said, well, why are you getting the other one? As in Curse of the Zodiac. And I said, because it's got an IMDb rating of 1.3. <laughs> and I want to see how shit it is. I saw how shit it is. Don't waste Did you not buy pence. the other one as well, just to treat yourself? No, because I do that all the time. I go and buy a Kex file and I ended up buying like four or five and only ever get around to watching one. So... I've currently got the biggest it's pile. Dark Sky is not on Netflix, maybe. Possibly, I think. but I've got a lot of 50p films that I've not got round to watching. So, mm. anyway, Curse of the Zodiac. I'm afraid I cannot recommend it. Well, you never know. 30 minutes in, it might be a revelation. It might pick up. Yeah, maybe might it's actually the, find out who the Zodiac. Maybe it's like is. the Wizard of Oz, and like half hour in, that the, the entire look of the film changes. Maybe. Technicolor kicks in. What did you see? Uh, so I said I had a bit of trouble. I just couldn't. I didn't go in. There were films I had in my mind, like Puppet Master or something like that. But I've yeah, but seen... surely you've seen those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen them all. So all the ones I could sort of think of, I'd seen. So I literally, for some reason, I started at F. Right, okay. I think because there was a smelly person in A. And I just sort of <laughs> wandered through. And I was in there for about half an hour, just struggling to find. And I ended up buying just one that, it was a horror. Again, I had to like look up, is this horror or is it a thriller? So it's defined on imdb as a drama horror mystery Ooh. Uh, it's a film called trauma from 2004 starring colin firth yeah mina savari are the main ones although it also stars naomi harris in a small role mm. and i always forget the guy's name sean harris is in it as well he's not the guy i'm trying to think of uh, tommy flanagan who's in many things He's got actual really bad facial scarring. He used to be a DJ in Glasgow and he got attacked and knifed in the face. Oh, blimey. So he tends to play like gangsters and stuff and he's got mm. like, he basically got an actual Chelsea smile. Okay. And he's now got like the scarring for it. Um, so this is, it starts with Colin Firth essentially waking up from surgery and he's had a car crash which has given him like this massive injury and has killed his wife. Mm. and he's obviously very upset he's moving into a new place and it's basically the story of him trying to get over slash move on from his wife dying Mm. but then things start to go on and it's like there's a famous singer who's just been murdered 
and he starts to think and people start to think that maybe he did it and that he's actually a murderer but he physically can't remember if he did or not he's got like a real memory block around this accident mm. and then Mina Savari is the person who owns his new flat is like the sort of his landlady and they sort of strike up a relationship and lots of things happen I mean like the tagline of the film is like believe what you see slash see what you believe mm. um, and it's sort of twist it's like did he kill this woman did he kill his wife is his wife really dead is Mina Savari real is she in his head because it's sort of interspersed with him going to a counsellor he's got an ant farm which you just see him feed he draws a lot he draws on he draws a big picture of his wife on the wall and then when he wakes up in the morning it's been completely coloured in black and he doesn't remember doing it Mm. his photo album of him and his wife gets set on fire and he doesn't know how it's happened so it's just sort of a descent into is he mad is Mm. he not for me the ending didn't really clear it up it's one of those where they obviously had like a really good story and a really interesting way to do a film but didn't know how to end it was it all just a dream no so it's actually the opposite there's bits of it and I'm just, with me being as I've said I quite often predict things half about 10 minutes ago I went this that this and I got it all wrong because they were like I feel like they were deliberately portraying them as that to then the twist to be that no actually it's not Mm. Um, so it, it was decent Colin Firth's very good I, I found I think part of the reason I picked that was because it had Colin Firth in it and it was a horror film so I thought it's worth a poke just because he's I've got it I've just not watched it yeah I wouldn't say not watch it but i say just don't be prepared or be prepared not to have the answers mm. or I mean maybe I wasn't watching it properly and I wasn't paying full attention but for me it just sort of seemed to end without actually resolving mm. it resolves a couple of the threads but there's quite a few yeah. Um, but for 50p, it was only 90 minutes. Oh, lovely. Um, some really weird, like... Not as good as my uh, 20 minutes of Curse of the Zodiac. <laughs> some though, really weird, like, um, English accidents. I don't know if you've ever watched Coronation Street. Oh, I've seen episodes, uh, There yeah. used to be a character in it called Spider, no. who was a bit of an eco-warrior. He rocks up in it, and it's just a bit odd. Because mm. it's like, that's Spider from Coronation Street. Uh, and it's just odd that Mina Savari's in it, but I feel like it was around the time after American Beauty, so she was probably just trying to do something that was a bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, perfectly watchable, but yeah, just a bit bit annoying on the ending. But yeah. so I think that's just because they didn't know how to resolve everything that they yeah. like built up. But yeah, I'd, I'd say give it a watch. Not the worst Kex file I've had, and and I managed to watch it all the way through. <laughs> okay, don't rub it in. Um, right, so we all done. With yep. text files and bits and bobs. Jason finished with. Um, good. So no more, no Chucky or Jason for another couple of weeks at least. Um, so next week we'll be back with another horror icon. Let's um, Terry and I will decide that amongst ourselves and post it on the social media. But it's likely to be Michael or Pinhead or Freddy. So I th- would have thought it'll be one of those two. But I'm. I'm thinking, Michael, because we've got a screening of the original, which is back at the cinema on Mm. Wednesday. And hopefully I'll be able to get the new one in between now and then Mm. as well, because that's out on the 19th, which should be before we record again. Um, So, yeah, Michael is is high up there. And obviously, as we've mentioned before, he's my favourite. So I'm anxious to... Pinhead's my favourite. So... Um, and I it, think that might um, have some bearing on who the yeah. other horror icon might be. And I imagine we'll stick with the formula of the first three. Mm. Although, as I've said to Sonia, I do plan to try and watch all of the Halloween films because I haven't watched them all. 
I, think I don't for a have year. enough hours in the day, but I'll do my very best. I think they're all like 90 minutes. So. Yeah, but Terry, I don't have all the hours in the day. Um, okay, social media stuff. We are Theatrical Cut Pod on the Instagram. Is that right? Correct. Uh, Terry is Prefax on the Instagram and on the Twitter. Um, I am Mallory underscore watches on the Instagram. Don't really use anything else. Um, we have posted our thoughts on the latest Doctor Who episode. Uh, in you have to scroll back through the Insta a bit though when, by the time you're listening to this one. Um, Mother Pod is TMTOOH on the Instagram and 2MTOOH on the Twitter. Time. And they are on the Facebook as well. Um, I'm all done. I don't think I've got anything else to say. No, I'm Terry? all talked out for tonight. Done? Done. Mic drop. Mic drop.